The Dragon Reread is brought to you by the Armadillo Podcasting Club. Did you know that due to their unique shape and exceptionally high density, armadillos are unable to reach escape velocity? Yeah, this was discovered during the tragic crash landing of the first armadillo astronaut, Dildo Billy Picklebottom. <laughs> Don't laugh, you fucking monsters. He was a teacher. <laughs> For more armadillo-related facts and to find out how you can access episodes a day early, check us out at patreon.com slash club. Wheel of Time turns and ages come and pass, leaving memories that become podcasts. Hello there, welcome to The Dragon Reread. We're rereading Robert Jordan's Wheel of Time series of fantasy novels. I am Jeff Lake. I'm Alice Sullivan. And I'm Lucas Parkman. And today we're covering chapters 32 through 35 to finish out Winter's Heart, book 9 of The Wheel of Time. Previously, Elaine employs some questionable diplomatic tactics to deal with a bunch of borderlanders who crossed the wrong borders, I guess. Uh, but it didn't do her much good, I guess, since they came home to find some other random army on her doorstep. Uh, there are just too many loose armies floating around right now. It's kind of a problem. Uh, meanwhile, Matt seizes an opportunity to make his great escape, but it wouldn't be a Matt escape if his plan didn't snowball into some sort of ridiculous comedy of errors. Uh, final tally, Matt's skipping town with Tom, Julian, the former Panarch, uh, Agayanen, Beldoman, three Aes Sedai, three Suldam, Noel, Tuon, daughter of the Nine Moons, oldest surviving daughter of the Empress, may she live forever, and her <laughs> handmaid slash bodyguard. I right. think that's everyone, right? Yeah, but he's gonna then he's gonna go meet up with Olver and his the red, slash armor or warriors. The red arms, yeah. The red so arms, so yeah. they're it's it's not even done yet. It's it's getting crazy. <laughs> uh, oh, and he's also leaving behind a bunch of recently freed wind fighters with a grudge. Tylen tied up, and Beslin planning on an uprising or maybe just setting a bunch of fires. So uh, are we having fun yet? <laughs> <laughs> I know I am. <laughs> yeah. yeah, once he starts rolling those dice, he doesn't stop. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Chapter 32, A Portion of Wisdom, Icon of Far Matting. So Rand is still stalking Far Matting for Torval, and yeah. uh, I guess Gedwin. Yeah, so he, he might have a lead, I guess, right? Yeah, he, he's going in to in and checking out, or, or he drew pictures of him, showing, him, showing people pictures. Yeah, and some guy's like, oh yeah, that face looks familiar, right? Right, yeah, but it turns out to not be him, and then... He does the wine cup crush thing. <laughs> I love that. We know you love that. He's like, I don't think that's, that wine cup was perfectly round to begin with. <laughs> Did anyone else think that the picture was just like stick figures that ran shoved in people's faces? And they're just like, yeah, okay, sure, I'll see him. <laughs> and then a guy walks in who's definitely a stick figure. He's like, oh, that's him, all right. <laughs> <laughs> but while he's there, he overhears someone, in addition to this, this lead, he overhears someone talking about these murders that definitely sound like... Pain. Like they're they're yeah. talking about like the bloated black bodies or something like that, right? Yeah, just mm. just sticking people with that dagger. Yeah. And uh, it becomes clear in this chapter that he's kind of hiding in far matting because he's worried about that channeling sickness thing, which we, makes sense. And we don't like we don't know for sure what that is, though. It's probably just the the, the this corruption, right? Yeah. It, I mean, it could just be insanity, right? Straight yeah. up insanity. But he keeps seeing that face, that blurry face. When yeah. He turns, I mean, that must be Luz Theron, right? Well, he's, it seems to be like it's not Luz Theron. Like it's another person. Yeah. He's, I don't know if he knows what Luz Theron looks like, but I, I kind of assume he did because he's got this crazy whisper in his face. In his, I think he's seen Luz Theron before in like a weird vision or something, right? I think so. Maybe. Yeah. 
So it could be Lucitherin, but it seems like it might not be. It could be, I don't know, could be the Dark One, could yeah. be the creator, who knows? <laughs> right. It could be that guy who in the first book would like spoken all caps to him and we never heard from again. Oh yeah, that guy. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, the, the shouting guy. Yeah. Remember that? No. It was like at the when they were at the uh, very end, it was like God or something, and he like speaks spoken all. Oh time. yeah, I thought that was um, Balsamon. I think he did it too. Well, no, I thought, mm, I thought I thought it was a voice telling him how to attack, how to defeat. It was Balsamon like a nice voice. Yeah. No. He was like something good. I don't know. I, I don't remember. Yeah. We'll have to reread it. Yeah, that was like fifty years ago. We'll have to reread it. <laughs> and as he's heading back, he gets some news from Viren. Uh, the Shan Shan are back in Ilion, and uh, Nynaeve and Min and Olivia are off consorting with Kat Swain, which I found to be bad news. Mm-hmm. I think you are unfairly biased against Kat Swain. Uh, uh, I don't know. This is going to come up in these chapters. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about this. Yeah. Uh, I feel like Kat Swain has turned them against him. Mm-hmm. It's also worth noting that Rand is sort of doing some delegation during this chapter. Like, he's talking about the fact that he sent the, his... His I said I helper uh, Alana to go like do some things for him, right? Like he sent Alana and the negotiating I said I that, that well, helped that, with the seafood, right? That was explicit. He said he was going to do that. Yeah, he I, said like you're the ones I can trust. But I'm going to send you to to Tyr to deal with the rebels. I guess I'm just glad that he's doing that because like he's got other stuff to do, you know. And can we do a quick quick recap? What do we know about Olivia besides that she's crazy? Strong. She was a Shan Chan. She's a she. She was, she was a Domine. Yeah. She was a Domine. Okay. Yeah, she was a, a Domine for like four hundred years. She, like she she was taken when she was thirteen, mm-hmm. and then yeah, spent the next three hundred and eighty years being a, a okay. slave. Right. Okay. Yeah. And so I think nobody knows what to make of her because she now she's free and she's like, yes, I like being free, but also <laughs> I want to kill. I think it's yeah, yeah yeah. It's like if can I kill the Soldam? Is there any you guys got any Soldam you want me to kill? Because uh. Yeah, right on that. But she, uh, yeah, she, she's also, it's, it's implied that, well, I think it's actually said, said that the Shanchen have a process where they kind of force you, I think it happens to Egwene, right? Where they kind of force you to push your limits to get stronger faster or something like that. Oh, right, yeah. So I think it's implied that that's part of why she's so powerful. But and she's been in all kinds of battles and wars, so. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. like a, a, a battle-trained, uh, you know, demonic. Yeah. yeah, okay. And uh, so then Rand meets up with Nynaeve and... Yeah, Nynaeve is sort of like on Cat Swain's side now, and Min is kind of on Cat Swain's side now, and it's very sad. And Cat Swain has identified Nynaeve Terangriol. Apparently, it's a very useful one. It does a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. It detects. Well, she, she's got several of them. Yeah. yeah. And then the, her belt, Terangriol, is a well that lets them like. It's a battery. Yeah, a battery that, that they can bring channeling into far matting, even. Yeah, it's like a little tiny little eye of the world, right? Because that's what the eye, eye of the world basically was. It's like a big, like, receptacle of. Oh, yeah, that's what it is. A it crazy was. amount of. Like power juice. Yeah, power juice. So this is a tiny one. Yeah. And. More importantly, it lets you put channel in far matting, which is, like, a big deal, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, a naive. Let's us on that uh, Cat Swain's ornaments in her hair, those are Terangriol too. So Cat Swain does have special powers. And we, I, I think we knew that from a chapter from Cat Swain's perspective a little while back where she mentioned that she could do some tricks with her, her hair jewels or something. Yeah. There's also a really cute moment here between Lan and Rand that I find like... Oh yeah? Yeah, they have like this like... They have this little like heart to heart, you know? Like I'm really glad they're together again, you know? They're, they're just like, they're adorable. Let me see if I can find it. You can never know everything, Anne said quietly, and part of what you know is always wrong, perhaps even the most important part. 
a portion of wisdom lies in knowing that. A portion of courage lies in going on anyway. It's like, oh, okay. Oh, that's, yeah, some solid, thanks, that's some solid parenting, Lan. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be a good dad someday. I know, right? He's, this is just practice. He's just practicing on Rand. He's like, <laughs> yeah. does that sound good? Or I write that one down. <laughs> So Rand is planning to give up on the hunt because it's been too long, and he's planning to give in to Cat Swain yep. and leave when all of a sudden a mysterious note is delivered that tells him where Torval and Gedwin are. And it's kill o'clock. <laughs> and it's time to go spring the obvious trap, NDA style. <laughs> right. 90's been coaching him, I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. Chapter 33, Blue Carp Street. So, going back to the traps, Min says, You have to admit this is a trap. A half-blind goat in Selicin has more brains than to walk into a trap. And I was like, okay, this is definitely Min talking, not Nynaeve. Nynaeve would be like, fuck yeah, let's go on in. A trap, finally. God, it's been like two books. I'm so bored. (laughs) She looks right at the screen. Um, and this is a min chapter, but it doesn't have any of her visions, which I, I find know. very disappointing. Yeah. How much? How much of what we like about men is because of her visions? Because for me, it's a solid like forty percent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I like her character for sure, but I also really like her visions. So right. yeah. Well, she also doesn't do the mind games that a lot of the other female characters seem to do. Agreed. Sure. She's very straightforward. And yeah. And appreciate that. So Lan, on the other hand, is super into this trap. He's like, oh, <laughs> well, of sword course back he on. is. Yeah, it's married to Nynaeve. <laughs> That's what they originally bonded over. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so, yeah. She's Rand, like, don't try and go to the trap. He's like, but I wanna. <laughs> and then Rand and Lan and Nynaeve go on out. Yep. And Min, who apparently is kind of making buddies with Olivia... And Olivia is sort of childlike in some ways. Makes sense. Yeah, she was enslaved at 13 or 14 or whatever. But like the kind of child that spent hundreds of years killing people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And got really, really good at it. Yeah. And, like a vampire. And Min is teaching her about men. Which, honestly, you know, if you, she has to learn about men from somebody. Anybody in this whole world, men is probably the best thing. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> and, I, and he would be like, men are dicks. You know, they suck and they're yeah, stupid. All of them are stupid. You have to punch them in the face every five minutes. <laughs> and men's like, nah, it's, it's fine. There's people just like anyone else. It's like, thank you. All right, cool. Yeah, it makes Olivia embarrassed, so I think maybe she had a sex talk with her. Yeah, yeah it seems likely that there was some... Uh... Yeah. So then Rand goes and scopes out the spot from outside. And uh, this is kind of like a, a heist operation where they... they Recon the area and come up with a plan. He's doing recon, but he's not like super subtle about it, you know? Yeah. He's like, well, I'm about, have you seen this guy? Have you seen this guy? Yeah. Seen, he's, he's got his stick figure drawings. And everyone's like, <laughs> I haven't seen that stick figure. Yeah. But he does spy Gedwin walking around. And Nynaeve gets a little squeamish about it, just killing these people. Yeah, it's, it's, it, and it's, it's interesting the way she talks about it because she has not been. I, I think this is a thing that happened before. Like she's had this discussions where there were talks about killing someone in cold blood, and she she wasn't comfortable with it. Then, yeah, right? she's just not down with that. Yeah, and it's, I mean that's kind of understandable. Like she's a good person. Yeah. Also, a person you kill in cold blood is not somebody you can then kill in hot blood the way she likes it. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. If you get to pick, you know. Yeah. She might be one of the most moral people in the entire series. Yeah, she is. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that, I think that's part of why Rand trusts her is because he knows, like she's she's obviously not perfect and she has her flaws, but but she it's always clear what she's about, you know. Right. Sure. I mean, if you were gonna pick somebody in this series to help you 
cast a giant world destroying magic. Yeah, Nynaeve, would no it question. It'd be like Nynaeve, right? Yeah. yeah. Maureen yeah. if she was there, but. Yeah. So she uses her various Terran Grail to help them. Uh, she Yeah, she's she's gonna use half of her magic well, whatever, to lift them up so they don't have to use a damn ladder, I guess. That was yeah. dumb to me. Yeah. <laughs> I think several times in these books, Rand has thought about how good he is at climbing. <laughs> yeah. I, maybe they just haven't rediscovered ladder technology yet. You know? <laughs> Man, if only there was some way to get up just slightly higher than I can reach. I don't know. <laughs> and uh, so they sneak in through the attic. And when they get there, there are two corpses there. Gedwin and Torval are already dead. They're all bloated and black. <gasps> right. It's a trap. Yes. Wait, wait. It's a trap? No. I guess it's just not the trap that he expected it to be. Well, it was, I guess I guess it was a trap, but it wasn't by Gedwin and Torval. Right? Yeah, he was expecting it to be a Gedwin Torval trap, but it ended up being a Patton Fane trap. Right, yeah. And, and I mean, his plan was just, I'm going to go there, I'm going to kill everybody I see with my sword. Yeah, he, you know, he gave Min this whole line about how, oh, you know, uh, I'm not going to go into it unless I can see a, go, a way to get into it where it's, you know, safe or I can see how to spring it safely. He didn't really do that, right? No. He's he just like, of, I'm going to climb in a window. He jumped in through a trap door. <laughs> I mean, but he had land with him, so. That's a good point. I mean, like, maybe that. that's the trick is just bring land along. Yeah, like, whatever it is. In there. <laughs> yeah. You got land, you're good. And uh, so Tame is there and also Toram Riatin. Remember yeah. that guy? Yeah. Seems no. like that dude's had a rough time. Like, he used to be like a... a, a a runner for the king, right? Like he was about yeah, to be like he was, a, he was in line for the throne, a big time lord. Uh, but he's been hanging out with Fane, and yeah. Fane did his thing to him. Yeah, he he seems like he's not in great shape, though. Yeah, and speaking of not in great shape, they square off, and he has to go up against Land. <laughs> <laughs> it's about to get a whole lot worse for this guy. <laughs> it's like, oh man, you're you're. Oh, I'm so sorry. You're <laughs> right. All that all that work, and here here it comes. Yeah, he's a blade master. It's like, yeah, nah, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> That's a nice kid. <laughs> <laughs> they have a big fight, and uh, Rand faces Fane. Uh, Fane shouts to Riatin, kill the ugly one, which I thought was a mean Aww. thing to say. Wait, yeah, right? Is, I mean, Lan's not that ugly. You know, right? I mean, like, between the two of them, like, Lan might not be the prettier of the two, but I wouldn't say he's ugly, you know? He's a lot older, and he's, he's been weathered a lot more, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I, I just... The shinier and what weathers are, you know... Tough on the skin. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> I just, yeah, you're right. That was a, that was a little bit of an unnecessary burn. Yeah. Well, Fane's just a bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that wasn't very nice, Fane. Yeah. Swinging his like poison dagger. Plus, yeah. that's also like dissing the jaguar before it jumps on you and like disembowels you. So <laughs> right. that's a good point. I don't care. And uh, Rand's wound acts up throughout this whole uh, fight, I guess, because the dagger is near, and that's you know. Proximity to, yeah, you know, the the taint or the poison of that particular thing. And then a super weird thing happens. Gedwin and Torval come up the stairs. Yeah, so is this just like Fane has illusion magic this now? Is, I, it is unclear, but I think this is Mordeth magic. Uh, Remember how Mordeth was sort of an illusion and goes Yeah, through. that's a good point. Yeah. And, oh. Make, he can make things appear, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I think that's what happened. Is Fane is just making Mordeth magic. And Rand just swords them because that's what he does, and then Fane gets away. Mm-hmm. I know this is like this trap sucks, you know. Like Fane, what his idea was, I'm gonna have the Blade Master. What? Because Fane's not right. a good like fighter, right? Like, yeah, he's, he's not. All he's got is that special kill dagger. Yeah. But yeah, I'm gonna wait here, and then the two Swordmasters are gonna jump in this hole and 
dot dot dot. I, yeah. I was really hoping this was going to be the end of fame. Like I'm kind of over this dude to be honest. You know, yeah, it, his traps yeah, suck. He's just like annoying. You know, he just shows up every like two books or so. <laughs> I'll get you. Luther. I'm still here, guy. I've got my dagger. <laughs> yeah, I, I I mean, I can only assume since Robert Jordan seems to uh, <clears throat> appreciate Tolkien quite a bit that Fane's going to be at the very end of the very last book and like I don't know eat. Rand's finger or something, you know? Yeah, right. he's <laughs> going to fall into the volcano. He's got to, right? Yeah. Or fall into the Dark One's, you know, prison and, I don't know, get something. Oh, he's going to be the Dark One. Oh, he's the Dark One. No. I'm sorry, Alice. I don't that's, approve. That's the ending. <laughs> no. We're calling it right now. Boo. Kind of is the Dark One. So then the Fuzz shows up. Uh, lots and lots of town guards. And they run away. And, oops, they slip on the... Roof tiles and fall off the roof. Yeah, seriously. Uh, after all that, Lan of all people is gonna yeah. slip on a roof tile. Yeah, it was so stupid. It reminded me of like Goosebumps books. Like, remember <laughs> as a kid, they always had to end with a, cl- a cliffhanger of some sort. A literal cliffhanger. Some yeah, cases. sometimes. Yeah. yeah. But it, in this instance, I, I assume it's the Tavarin thing, though. I don't know why this would particularly be. Uh, Maybe like that's Lan's one weakness, right? Roof tiles. Oh, yeah. yeah. They don't have roof tiles in Shinar, so he had never had an opportunity to practice with this. Exactly, right? Mm. There's a prophecy when he was just a baby. This this man will be the last king of Malkir, and also he'll die of slipping on a roof tile. <laughs> He's been avoiding his entire life, and this is... He knew. Because remember, he looked, in, looked at Rain and was like, let me go. Like, he knew that moment yeah, was coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the end of my story. <laughs> And Rand's like, no, I'm the breaker of chains. I defy prophecy. I'm not letting go. I'm going off the roof with you. <laughs> We're falling off too. <laughs> <laughs> Chapter 34. The Hummingbird's Secret. Icon of the Flame of Tarvalon. Uh, Nynaeve is lurking outside the bootmaker shop where all this is happening. When there's a commotion, a hundred guards charge in. You know, this is why they should have brought Nynaeve up there with them. She had all these gadgets and stuff. But she would have ended up just punching someone in the face and it would have been a problem solved, you know? It, it's true. They needed a face punch in here. They, they needed somebody who's, who could go across roof tiles. Magneve <laughs> <laughs> is really good at walking across roof tiles. You don't know that about her, but it's actually it's, one of her top skills. True, yeah. I mean, she's so good at tracking, and that's kind of like the same thing, right? Like having yeah. to move carefully? Absolutely. I assume so. So there's hundreds of guards, and she's really worried, and she her plan is to... Charge, charge in, yeah. <laughs> guards. Uh, okay, but that's very on brand for Nani, right? Absolutely. Way to go, Nani. <laughs> and then, uh, but the, she is stopped by Cat Swain because Min has betrayed Rand's plan to Cat Swain. Yeah. Was not okay with this. Yeah, but yeah, but it's. I guess it's good that she was there because Nani probably wouldn't have done very well in she this would situation. be punching her way through the guards yeah right and now. would probably be in a, in a prison too and also uh, it turns out that the guards are there because of Nynaeve right which is it turns out if you channel in a place where no one can channel it it catches people's attention yeah and they've got a channeling detector yeah that tells people exactly where it is so that freaked them all out and uh, Cat Swain drags Nynaeve off and uh, Nynaeve is kind of owned by Cat Swain now Yep, should have done more face punching. Yep. Well, I mean, that probably would have worked. You know. And then Rand wakes up in a black cell. I felt bad for him. Yes, yeah. it's very, very bad. Uh, he's in immediate freak-out panic mode. He tries to find a way out of the cell, and he can't. Yeah, he has uh, understandably strong feelings about boxes. Yes. Yeah. He's, he's very, very upset about this, and he begins to comfort himself by going down his list of dead ladies. <laughs> we, use the, we use the word comfort loosely here. <laughs> it's, it's his self-soothing behavior. Yeah. Does anybody else find it a little suspicious that um, he started thinking about Moraine again? Hmm. Or convenient? 
Perhaps. Uh, Maybe. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Play. We have to. We have to discuss the last chapter. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, then leads her party to meet with the first council, and Catswain and Nynaeve then use their wells because Catswain definitely does have one to terrify the counselors to into releasing Rand into their custody. Yep. Though I, I so throughout this whole thing, Catswain is talking about how she's this is going to break. Um, the the first council, uh, Elias. Elias, yeah. I don't understand what why that is. I think it's just make her look bad in front of her counselors by scaring her. Okay, is that? I guess your position is that tenuous as the first council of Far Mounting. Seems like a stretch to me, but I because I if I was one of those other counselors, I would have been pretty freaked out too. I wouldn't blame her for letting go of this this person. I was wondering if I missed something because it seemed like a weird uh, a weird interpretation to say this is going to ruin her you know, position. But I, I think it just makes her look weak. Yeah. That, that Cat's Wing can walk in and dominate her like that. Uh, that makes sense I suppose. But she's Aes Sedai. You know, they do that. Yeah, they do that. Uh, this is where I wrote down Cat's Wing is pure evil <laughs> because she destroys everybody, everything in her path and she will destroy another person's plan just because it's not her plan. I, I mean like she was trying to save Rand, right? Was she? I think. She was trying to own Rand. Well, That's yeah. what it looks like to me. But, uh, but it works. And uh, the, the, formatting, the, the formatting people were going to give Rand back to the tower, which would have been bad. Yeah. Yes. So chapter 35, with the Choden Kal, icon of the Aes Sedai, the full Aes Sedai symbol. Rand and Catswain right out of formatting. Rand is... Doing fine. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely yeah. in the right mental space. Yeah. yeah, his expression hasn't changed since they got him out of the black cell. Yeah, they, they mentioned like, that. <laughs> they mentioned that. <laughs> <laughs> he's healed his face, but every time someone looks at his face, they do like a double take. They're like, oh, uh, oh, man, there's something wrong with that dude. Mm-hmm. And he, he, he's affectless. He doesn't seem to respond to anything. They ride off. They retrieve the magic remote controls for the Choadun Call and Kalendor. And then they travel to Shadar Logoth. So, so I okay. So hold on now. I was doing a little count here. Rand has an awful lot of women who can channel around him at this point, mm-hmm. and it's pretty close to thirteen. Just showing, just throwing that out there. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, because we've got Cat Swain and her. Like I think it was like three or four. I think there was helpers. five um, Rand buddies from the that were in the Isle tents. Uh huh. And, and then four there's four the, Cat Swain buddies. And then there's the Windfinders. And the uh, one Windfinder they can channel, and Nynaeve and Olivia. Uh huh. So that works out to wait four plus five plus three plus one. Uh huh. Is thirteen. Uh huh. Oh shit. I know. I don't. Oh. I don't know if it matters, but I, it, I like. I did a quick count because they were listing all the people that they were traveling. It's like. That is 13 channelers. Yeah, but Nynaeve would never. I'd put Nynaeve well, against 12 women, other women who'd be She channeled. normally wouldn't, unless that she thought she was doing it to protect Rand. And, and once you get into a link, you're like stuck in it, right, forever? So she could be tricked. Because mm. Nynaeve, uh, I love her, but she could be tricked. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. So I don't, I, I don't think this is a thing, but it just occurred to me as they were traveling... At, at, at lowercase t traveling, before they were capital T traveling. Uh, yeah, yeah. Interesting, yeah. yeah. So they go to Shadow Logoth. Yeah, he, well, uh, so which, like, really? Rand just loves this place. I, I was like, <laughs> so so he shares his plan around, which I think I thought was a big step. Like, he tells her what it is. Mm-hmm. And, like, he decides that to clean the Dark One's taint, he's got to be in Shadow Logoth because nothing terrible has ever happened to him there. Oh, wait, no, every time he's gone to Shadow <laughs> Logoth, something terrible has happened to him, right? <laughs> right, it always ends badly. Like, every time. Like, he's been there, like, three times, and, like, 
first time Matt got poisoned, the second time he lost Leah, and the third time he had to kill Leah, who he brought with him the second time, right? I'm pretty right. sure that's yeah. right. So, uh, he had the Balefire. Yeah, he had the Balefire her to save her from Shadow Logoth. I thought it was more like if you're gonna have a party and like really fuck up the house, you always look for like an empty house, you know? Because like he's gonna destroy shit is gonna be destroyed, so you might as well do it in like the city that's already super. Fucked. <laughs> that's a good point. The good I mean, thing is like the TV show, and they already built this set. <laughs> <laughs> Let's reuse it. Yeah, you know, whatever. He that he decides that's the place to do it. Yeah. No, it I, I turns mean, out to be a good place. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I think nobody I, good is gonna be in Shatter Logoth. No, but and, and I think that um, I don't know how clear it is, but it seems that he's using Shadow Logoth as part of what he's doing. Like, the nature of Shadow Logoth is something that's helping him accomplish his task, is what I what I intuited from the way he was describing it. Oh. Like, some, I don't know how it works, but it seems like he's either using it as, like, a... I, like, and, and again, I'm kind of, like, interpreting some stuff here, but I think it's something to, something similar to how his wound parts interact or don't interact with each other. Oh. And, he, and he somehow determined that, that was a way to it's get like, the taint. Like a, a, like it's a like sponge evil, or a evil of a different flavor or yeah, something. Yeah, something like that. Interesting. Like, oh. So I think he's like coursing it through Shadow Logoth. I don't know. It was, it was a little unclear, but I think that, that was my interpretation. Right. But yeah, but yeah, like you said, his plan is to cleanse Sidin and it's go time right now. Yeah, uh, like I, I didn't even know how he figured this out. Like he, it, it seems like he had kind of like a general idea and then I guess the source helped him, right? Like he said he started weaving and then it started weaving itself. Yeah. Yeah, because Rand and Nynaeve, they, they link up to do the deed and they're both using the, the remote controls for the Choedan Kal. Right. Uh, so they're all they're both channeling unworldly amounts of the one power. And I think he I think Rand got the idea from his own wound, right? Because the wounds are trapped, like mm-hmm. they're sealed together. Yeah. And like I maybe, think you're right. And so maybe that's they were like you could seal them seal the wounds with the two kinds of evil where you couldn't seal them separately. Mm-hmm. I just yeah, but he he talked about the weave as like he had like a, this idea of this uh, this tube or whatever, and then it turned into like a flower or something like like it was it was interesting that this yeah, even happened well, on its own. It's because he's channeling Sidar, right? Yeah, because oh. they're linked up, and that's what he does. He starts channeling Sidar. Yeah, and he's like Sidar is awesome, and they're like Sidin is the worst. <laughs> but, but everyone's <laughs> like, dude, you do this all the time. This sucks. Yeah. <laughs> like yours is way better. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's even yeah. It's even like you said. He, he starts like I'm gonna make a tube, and it becomes this beautiful flower thing. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, you know, if I did this with uh, with Sidin, it'd be like a sword stabbing me in the butt or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> it's really hurts. I also want to say I'm very sad because Eben, um, the the young man who's the young Ashiman. He's, he goes up to Rain and he says, It'll be wonderful channeling without the tape, my lord dragon. <laughs> he may have been as much as 17, but he sounded younger. And I was like, Oh, Evan. Oh, oh you just signed your death warrant. Again. I know. Why? It's like, Boy, if I could just channel just once without the tape. <laughs> <laughs> just one more day to retirement from Ashman, then I get to be the, you know, then I get to go back to the farm. Yeah, marry my sweetheart. Marry my sweetheart. <laughs> That's all I ever wanted. Don't worry, Evan, we got you. Yes, uh, and and so all, while all this is happening, they're forming up these little um, these little channeling teams. And I was like, this is totally what I was talking about before. They had the link, and then now they're these like yeah, uh, so cool. I was yeah, I was very yeah. happy. So the Aes Sedai and the Ashiman are linking together, and uh, except for Olivia, Olivia's just by herself because she's like I'm, I don't I don't need that. I'm a badass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I guess she does have uh, Nynaeve's 
like gadget box, right? Like she's yeah. got like the the well and yeah, Andre Swiss Army Terangriel. Yeah, she's got a bunch of stuff on her. Right, and they're gonna hold the ground. They're all on a hill, and they all they head out into the woods, and Cat uh, Swain herself is gonna maintain a shield over. Rand and Nynaeve. Yeah, it's good that they're doing this because, like, this is obviously going to call every Forsaken in the world on them, you know? <laughs> yeah. And it does. They have a lot of uh, Absolutely. people who spy yeah. on them. Yeah, there's this, this scene where uh, Sindane is, like, doing something. She's, like, got some guy that she's manipulating. He's like, well, I guess if you're one of the chosen, I'll do what you say. And then all of a sudden she sees it and she's like, oh, sorry. And just, like, <laughs> slices his head off. Yeah. It's like, I don't have time to explain or to, like... To say goodbye to this guy, it's like, this meeting is over. Bang. <laughs> so it's it's like reason number 153 or whatever that sucks to be a dark friend. <laughs> this guy did nothing wrong. Mm-mm. Except that she got another call on the other line while they were in the middle of the conversation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, but but I, I know we already talked about this, but it, this kind of confirms that Sinane is in fact land here. Because of the way yes. she, she's like, oh, you know, loose there in his... You know, with, that means he found some woman or whatever. Yeah, not he's, gonna, he's yeah. using the remote control. And I wanted to use the remote control with him. Oh, I'm so jealous. Yeah, yeah so we're, this is definitely Landfear. Landfear's back. Mm-hmm. Right. And, yeah, we cut to, we get some snippets from around the world as the Choedon call activate. Mm-hmm. Like a guy, yeah. in the, like a farmer who sees it in Kyrie and gets scared and run away. Oh, boy. Said, I'm going home to drink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, one of those people at, on Tremalking, the island, yeah. sees yeah. it. How fun was that? That was cool. And she's like, it, she sees it glowing, and she's like, oh, I'm, I'm forgetting my air, and I'm going to watch. It looks like the time of illusion. Is that an end? Whatever that That's means. That's cool. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so, so Tremalking, we we've never been there, and we, we've, we've only had like brief snippets from there. But uh, they mention, when Rand first mentions his plan, when he mentions Tremalking, one of the Athenier uh, yeah. looks at him in a so, weird way. So they have some culture that's connected to that culture on Tremalking. Yes. Yeah. So we don't know anything about it's, it, it. It appears to be like a sea folk island of some sort, but uh, yeah, it's unclear. Right. I just thought that was an interesting note. Yeah. Uh, and I, I love an epic wizard battle, and this was pretty... <laughs> this whole this was chapter a cool wizard battle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was pretty whole, great. All the various dark wizards in Forsaken, they teleport in one at a time, and like immediately they almost get blasted, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, gotta, yeah. It's it's kind of it's 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 actually pretty comical, right? Like the yeah. Mandarin goes in all comfy. He's like, "I'm really good at war. I'm gonna be great." And he's like, "Oh, fuck this! I'm out." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like walks into one of the the, the little trios. It's like these people are pretty. These these people are serious. Yeah, they're, they're just blowing up everybody that shows up. <laughs> like, Why, I never. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "I'm gonna just. I'll, I'll come back later." <laughs> Clearly, you guys are up to something. Right. Yeah. Well, there's an Ashaman though that that. Fucks Demandred up. That is so cool. It's Dahmer Flynn, the old man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he, he he doesn't realize what he is. He's like, oh, there's a little old man and, and a couple of ladies wandering through the woods. I wonder if I should kill him. And they look at him and they're like, <laughs> yeah. And Dahmer Flynn just starts blasting him. Like, oh crap! Oh crap! <laughs> it was great. It made yeah. me very happy. Yeah, yeah, it was really neat. And uh, uh, Osengar is there. Yes. Which I felt I felt bad for him actually, <laughs> even though you know he's super evil and he invented the Trolloc rape monsters or whatever. Yeah, Osengar slash Dashiva slash Aganor, by the way. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're keeping track. Yeah. Yeah, we know he's Dashiva. He thinks of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, but he's he's like, oh, I'm, I'm not really a fighter. Um, maybe maybe I'll just sneak around here. Yeah, I'll just you know, hang out and maybe do a victory lap at the end once this is all over. Yeah. <laughs> So, so Grendel is there, we know, because she's got the... She's the one who has that weird outfit, right? The I can't remember the name of the material. Later, Eben's circle gets ambushed by Erengar. Right. With the... Uh, I love this plan. <laughs> she's just like... They're, they're patrolling the forest for attacking evil wizards, and then like 
a helpless lady steps out from behind a tree. Oh, I got lost. Can you help me? And she's wearing like green silk and like, it's like, this is clearly. Like, come on, how is this ever going to work? And what, what, yeah, what is it? Veldine uh, or whatever is like, that's awfully suspicious. <laughs> yeah, right. And then they're like, well, she's not channeling. Oh, wait. <laughs> yes, but then she channels Sidin at them. Yeah. And, and then, uh, so, but yeah, Sindane uh, runs into Olivia and just gets her ass handed to her, which is kind of surprising, right? Right, yeah, because yeah. Olivia is a 400 year old battle wizard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, with Terran Griol. And Sidane's just not as strong as she used to be. Well, she she's mentioned that I think that I think it's the Terran Griol and the Angriol because she mentions that she's stronger even than than she was before. Yeah, it's got to be the the Saw Angriol. Yeah, but yeah. which means that um, Landfair is less powerful now, right? right? I think she is. Yeah, yeah. They, they said that they did that just to humiliate her. Yeah, yeah. the Elfin and the Elfin. Yeah, called her. Yeah, yeah. She th- which she means Moraine's that. back, which is why I thought that when Rain well, was just, thinking about just because Landfear didn't become Portal Goo, yeah, that doesn't mean Moraine's not Portal Goo. Oh, yeah. well, I'm hoping Moraine is not Portal Goo because I'm awfully fond of Moraine, and if mm-hmm. anybody can survive whatever that was. With the different elfin people, I think she could. Yes. Yeah, well, so here's the thing. Sindane is back because she... Sindane is Sindane because she has a new body. Right. Which means that she died. Yes. That Lanfear died. Right. Right. Although it's unclear whether her, her channel... The, her, they, I remember when she was first introduced, they said it's weird that she can't channel as strongly as she could before because that's supposed to be, like, immutable. Yeah. Right. Regardless of your body. But oh, that, okay. So I, I was kind of thinking maybe that's a result of whatever happened in the Elfin and Elfin world. Mm-hmm. It's oh, not okay. a result of her resurrection. Yeah. So, but I guess my point is that means that Maureen is probably dead? Or because, I mean, if Lanfrey died, then Or Maureen maybe died, Maureen or... just killed her. Or maybe Maureen just killed her. Yeah. No, nope, nope. If it occurs off screen, doesn't count, especially with Maureen. <laughs> yeah, no, you're, you're right, and, and probably also Samael. We, we haven't seen Samael yet, right? No, he's dead. Yeah. Remember? He died off screen. There's no way he could have survived. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. Sorry. So Cindy yeah. slash Lanfear runs into Olivia, and Olivia kind of uh, kicks her butt. Yeah, Olivia. I don't know where this is going with Olivia. She sort of came out of nowhere, and now she's like soloing one of the Forsaken. Yeah. yeah. Like, there's got to be some twist here. Mm-hmm. Mugedian's there, and she's like, I'm going to sit this one out. Right. She's like, I really, you know, I know it's my job to get in there. And everything's there's blowing like, up. And there's this yeah. wizard fight, and there's like pulsing dome of darkness over <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah. It just seems like maybe this isn't my scene. Yeah, yeah, right? I mean, I'm a spider. I'm a spider. I'm doing yeah. a spider thing. Right? Yeah. Which just means gonna, just not go there. I'm gonna get, she's like, she's like, she literally like sits down on a hill, and it talks about how she's like watching. She's got like her, her hand, or her, her chin resting on her hands while she's watching. She's like, she's like, Having a good time, you know? And that's some good character continuity there. Yeah, yes. Very Mogadian. Uh, I, I like all these like various Forsaken showing up and like do being themselves was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I really I enjoyed all of this, all yeah. these little scenes. Uh, um, so meanwhile, Rand is still at it, like just channeling as hard as he can. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess his plan is he's going to just siphon off like all of the evil from all of the One Power everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't. I, I, I kind of had the impression that the One Power was limitless, so I don't know how that works exactly. Does he yeah. just go through all of it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess it's not limitless. I, or, or maybe or using maybe, it doesn't spend it. Maybe it's like a, a flow, and he's just like coursing off a big chunk of that flow. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Maybe cycling it through the this uh, flower tube thing in Shadow Logoth that he's building. I don't yeah. know. Uh, Rand seems to understand. Yeah. But uh, Nynaeve is flagging. Uh, Kedzwain has to help her. Yeah. Um, has to like do the weirdness thing to her. Yeah. And then, oh, poor Osengar. 
Slash Aganor. <laughs> he's like, oh, I'm going to get him. It's going to be me. <laughs> he's like, today's my day to be a hero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He starts to, <laughs> tries to bail fire the, them when uh, Elsa incinerates him. Just blows up the whole uh, hell top that he's And she on. doesn't even realize. <laughs> I know. She's yeah. like, oh shit, I just killed one of the Forsaken. Yeah. Well, yeah. she says the one of the Chosen. Yes. Which means that Elsa is, well, it means that she's Black Asha. She mm-hmm. is Black Asha. Yeah, this proves I, it. But yeah. she still is convinced by whatever Viren did to her that Rand has to make it to the last battle. I know, I thought that was really interesting. So she's Black Aja, but she's not only convinced by Viren, she's also sworn to Rand, right? Or or maybe her oath doesn't hold? Black Aja can break the oath somehow. Okay, all right. So it's just like the Viren's mind control. Right, it's just the Viren's mind control. But uh, but poor Osengar. Yeah, she you know, just him real good. Yeah, like, he knew this wasn't his scene, but he still he, he gave it a go, right? Yeah. <laughs> he tried. Yeah, and I he's like the only one that died. <laughs> I know, and I, I I feel like he's not gonna get resurrected again. I feel like the Dark One's probably like, dude. I'm done with <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, that, that, yeah. Sorry, man. Yeah, yeah. you got your one extra crazy. life. I think yeah. he was misused, frankly. He should have been making more cool shadow spawn. Yeah, yeah. This is this is not his area of expertise. He even says it. I mean, like, first they I'm a him, genius, but not this kind of genius. Yeah, they they had him like infiltrating Rand's Ashaman. Like, yeah, he's, he's a solid dog. He's not a sneaky guy. He did okay. He did, uh, well, yeah. <laughs> okay, no, no, you're right. <laughs> I mean, you, you like line up all the Ashaman and point out which one's the Forsaken. You're probably gonna point at Ashaman. Right? <laughs> he's like whispering dark words to himself. It's like, hmm, all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then we get some more Mogedian perspective, and she's observing this like the giant dome of black evil or whatever that's like two miles tall now. Uh, so that's the plan. That's Rand's plan. Uh-huh. And then it collapses in on itself? Yeah, cool. like a black hole or something. It just shrinks down to nothing and disappears and leaves a giant like glassy hole where Shadow Logoth was. Yeah. So this was a good time to come to Shadow Logoth. Yeah, it was. No, I mean, like, yeah. it, it, this ended up working out great. I was I was uh, very suspicious of this plan, but it seemed like it worked out really well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so it's over. Yeah. Rand and Nynaeve are unconscious. But okay. But but they seem to be okay, yeah. Um, the female remote control has been melted, sadly. So uh, I, I'm curious. Uh, do you think it was melted by what they did, or do you think somebody destroyed it? Oh, that's a good question. Because Catswain tucks the male half of it away into her saddlebags, uh, and I wonder if, if... And Calendor. And Calendor. I wonder if she actually destroyed the, the other half oh, herself. Oh, no, I didn't even think about that, but maybe she did. It yeah. just seems suspicious to me that only one of them was broken, not the other. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. And they've had some losses. Uh, Kumira died, which is sad. Which and one was she? she she's been around remember. a long time. But I know. She, she's, been, she's one of the... Original Saladar delegation to go meet Rand. Oh, okay, okay. Well, you know, rough times. Yeah. Uh, Evan died. Oh, Evan. <laughs> I know. <Aww. laughs> Poor guy. It was just one day away from Ashaman retirement. But it worked. The, the male half of the One Power is clean. Yeah, this is, this is really interesting. Like, I, I mean, obviously, I don't know where we're going from here, but it seems to me this changes a lot of things about the nature of the accepted nature of the world, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Like, male channeling is now okay. Uh, forsaken, male forsaken could theoretically defect because of this. This is something that they all mention, mm-hmm. and whether they will or not is, is up in the air, but like some of them could be working with the Dark One because they don't want to go mad and die, right? Yeah. So that's no longer guaranteed. Then, they no, all no. worked for the Dark One before the taint, right? That's true. But I'm sure there are other Dark Friends. That's true, yeah. Yeah. Other ones that can channel? I don't know if there are male, other male dark ones that can channel. Or maybe yeah, dreadlords or whatever, that. right? Yeah. Yeah. 
they call them dreadlords. But this is really good for the Ashaman. Yeah, and, this is great for the Ashaman. And, yeah. But you know what? Who is not great for? The Red Aja. <laughs> They're gonna be real bored. They're yeah. out of a job. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna have to find something else to do now. <laughs> no. What was the Red Aja about before? I don't remember. Yeah. We've been doing this mail hunting thing so long. Even though we did have an inconsistency, I do believe, because Rand yeah. is trying to justify why he wants to do this with Cad Swain before he does cleanse the taint. And he's like, what is it? One out of every 50 of my Ashmen are going to go crazy. But in another, in a previ- the previous book, they said it was one out of every nine or 11 or something. No, so, oh, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah. Because one out of 50 isn't too bad. You know. Well, I, I think he was saying <laughs> one out of 50 had already gone Mad, but expected the numbers. Yeah, to yeah. I think that the numbers were those, different from what was previously reported. Maybe it was one of those lag time things because they're recruiting so fast. Mm. Oh like yeah, a bunch, yeah, A lot of them haven't had time to go mad yet. Oh, okay, that makes sense. But no, also but could just be inconsistent. Inconsistency. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we haven't seen Rand do a whole lot of math. You know. Yeah. That's true. It, you know, he he reads, but does he do math? Yeah, know. yeah. Might not be his area. Uh, so, either way, yeah. yeah. So Cat Swain doesn't actually believe that the site in is clean. Well, she she said there's no way to know for sure, and I guess that could be true. Wait, you know. Yeah, wait and see, I suppose. Yeah. But uh, then she thinks about how she owns Rand now. <laughs> I mean... She can think that. I don't... Yeah, I, I don't think she owns Rand. I think that... And I, I think she probably knows that she doesn't own Rand, but I think that she has Rand uh, listening to her, which is what she needs. I, I think I think from day one, her only goal has been to put herself in power over Rand. I don't think she cares about anything else. Yeah. I, I, I think I, she's a total egomaniac. I used to think that, but I think that in this book, especially towards the end, uh, she proves that at least... Well, she, she wouldn't have let him do this thing that he's doing if she didn't have some investment in like helping him. I don't think she could have stopped him. Yeah. I maybe. think that was her calculation. Maybe. Maybe. It's possible. Uh, I, I, I guess I still don't like her, but I, it is my inclination to be a little bit more... Um, accepting of her new role as the new Moraine, uh, you know, for the time being, we'll see. We'll see what what it's like in the next book. But um, yeah, I, I, I think yeah, that her. I, I hope she chokes on a chicken bone and dies. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we we were that close, Jeff. You know, Viren had that that vial out, know, right? ready to go, like thirty Viren. seconds from poisoning her. Yeah, <laughs> like she said, just the right thing. You know. Yep, I want to teach him how to love. Or something dumb like that. Yeah. I I, yeah. I I do believe that she... I believe, and I know you, you will disagree, that she does actually in, have good intentions, but I think her methods suck. Uh, personally, yeah. Yep. So, that's it. The end of Winter's Heart, book nine of The Wheel of Time. Yeah. I enjoyed it so much. Like, it was talked... I, it, was, it was so built up for me in the most negative way possible from a lot of people who I trust to be have you know read the whole series through and really enjoy it and except for these books but i liked it yeah i i, I enjoyed it a lot more than i thought um I, i've heard some so i think even a couple of uh, folks have written us and said that this is if when they're rereading the series they might skip over yeah books nine and ten or something like that but and or I still eight nine and ten maybe but I, I, I really like book nine yeah i still i don't i don't understand that like i will admit that i like i said before i I did not enjoy the Path of Daggers at all, and if I hadn't had y'all here, I would have stopped reading. Yeah, I think easily. That, I think that's where I stopped last time when when I when I was reading these originally. I think it was Path of Daggers. I yeah. think. But I feel like it really picked up again. What do you think, Jeff? Uh, I thought it was all right. It was yeah. it was readable. It was not nearly as bad as I was expecting it to be. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I I um I think that not as much happened in this book 
throughout as in some of the previous books. I think there was like a lot of a lot of walkie-talkie chapters where not much action happens. Mm-hmm. But I think the end here was like a pretty phenomenal payoff. Like, it was like not just the fights because the fights were freaking awesome, but the this this like climax with the cleansing of Sidon is a big deal and it makes me very excited for like what's next, you know? Well, some of my favorite parts of Robert Jordan's writing is when he writes about a single event from multiple perspectives and that's the entire last chapter, which mm-hmm. he just does so well. Oh man, yeah, like like I I couldn't put that like this chapter this last chapter jumping from character to character like the the pacing was was for me spot on. I was like edge of my seat kind of thing, you know. And I don't always feel that way when I'm reading uh these books. Yeah, I, so I, I liked it. I thought this chapter was exciting, mm-hmm. and I thought, what'll, what'll happen in this book? It's like the Rand stuff and the Matt stuff. And, and a uh, little bit of Perrin stuff. Remember Perrin's... That was all in the, like, the prologue, basically, right? I think it was the first few chapters, maybe, but yeah. And, and there was some Elaine stuff. Oh yeah, there's, there's a lot of Elaine stuff, I'd I say. I feel like it was like half a book's <laughs> worth of stuff that happened. Which is which actually which, makes sense. Yeah, with what some people have told us, right? Yeah, and that's it's been my complaint of the last few books is it seemed to lack structure. You know, sort of Matt just sort of dicks around for a while and thinks about how he's going to make a plan, mm-hmm. and then he goes. And then there's one chapter which is really good where the plan all sort of comes together or goes awry, and then a bunch of stuff happens. But you could have cut a lot of that lead up, and this this could have been in the previous book. Yeah, agreed. Uh, but but I, and I also I felt like this cleansing of Sidon was a little bit anticlimactic. Oh yeah. Really? Well, yeah. we haven't seen the result yet, right? Yeah. Well, it's we've it's been repeated over and over again that there's nothing you can do about the taint on side in except kill the men who can channel because because it's impossible. But if if all you had to do was get these super powerful saw angry all and channel a bunch to fix it, why didn't the Aes Sedai in the Age of Legends do that? I think okay, so two why things. Why didn't some of the various very powerful groups of Aes Sedai that have lived since then try that? So two things. First thing, uh, they they were only able to do it using the Sa'angrial, and the Sa'angrial, according to the the Forsaken and Luce Theron himself, were never used because they they believed that if you used them, they might literally crack the world. Well, yeah, but the but they, the world was cracking anyway. It was the breaking of the world, right? But it, like well, literally, nobody wanted to try it. I I think that. It, no, I, th- I think that you're. I think nobody wanted to try it because the world was on fire, and they're like, "We don't want to make this worse instead of better," right? Yeah, that doesn't that doesn't make that much sense to me. All right, I don't know. That, so that that's thing one. Uh, thing two is I don't think that anyone knew how to do it. I think that what Rand did depended on the existence of a thing that didn't exist at that time, which is Shadow Logoth. Like he, I think he invented a new technique because of this weird thing that happened to him with his wound, and it like. Demandred when it afterward was like that was brilliant when he when he realized what he was doing I think I think it was Demandred who said that but it, I think it literally had not occurred to anyone that you could do this and maybe you couldn't have done it before yeah okay. maybe well, the that pattern was, was just then. waiting until all that time yeah maybe the pattern was waiting or maybe he's so fucking Tavaran that like a thousand years worth of events culminated in him being able to do this thing you it, know it just felt like there was no consequence to this change where. You know, Rand just got together and cast. Rand got together with Nynaeve and they cast a big spell and fixed it. Well, do you think that Although maybe maybe in the next book there's going to be consequences? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Do you think this would, book would have been stronger if that wasn't the very end when he cleansed it, but it went on and we saw some of the effects of it? If or there, do you think that should be safe? If there book? are effects, it was a good a good place to end it, right? A big climax, a big change. Um, I maybe it should have been paid off a little more by showing some of the Ashaman reacting everywhere else in the world or something like that, or maybe mm-hmm. some of the Forsaken. 
seeing, you know, experiencing it or something like that. Yeah. I think that, I think that actually would have been like a nice uh, epilogue for the for this book if they did that, that kind of but thing. But basically, nobody died. Oh, and, I mean, Evan died. Evan died. He was well, so excited to Kamira, channel with Kamira that. died. <laughs> that's, that's true. Uh, Asengar died. Asengar died. Bless his heart. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I. Yeah, I don't know. It just felt it felt weightless to me. Yeah. And I also, you know, we this whole book he spent like basically killing a couple of magic users. But why not get up like if, if what you're gonna do is, is you're gonna have to have a, a guard of magic users to protect you from attacking Forsaken anyway, why not do that at the beginning of this book? Why go to farmatting at all? Except if you're insane. <laughs> well, I I yeah, I mean in Rand's mind I think he believed that that, that doing Going to farmatic and killing those people who were after him would give him breathing room to do the latter thing. I don't think he inten- intended to have Catswain's help. Like I don't think he had. He knew he was going to have an honor guard of wizards. Like he thought he was going to kill these guys and then like have have some clear space to go do he, this. He thing. has magic users he can t- he can trust <clears throat> on tap. You who? Know? Well, Nynaeve, Elaine. Um, uh, he doesn't That's trust. It. He doesn't trust Elaine at this point much. He, I mean, uh, he trusts Avienda, her. A bit. He trusts um, her enough to impregnate her. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. That, does, that doesn't take that much trust. <laughs> that just takes a, a moment of like poor decision making. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have what quadruplets? Someone's getting quadruplets. I don't remember. Was it Avienda? Avienda, like yeah. Uh, or something. Yeah, so so he does have magic users that he knows, but I I think the list of ones he trusts... I mean, he just didn't follow that up at all, you know? Yeah. Like his plan, what was his plan? His plan was, I'm going to sit here and channel, and then this Forsaken are going to kill, kill me? No, that wasn't his plan. He had to have backup. Something just occurred to me, and I really hope I'm wrong. I know nothing about this, but how they were like, Avienda's going to have four kids. What if two of them are Elaine's and Elaine dies? And Avienda takes him because it's her sister. Oh, oh shit! I, wow. Yes, that I have no likely. idea if that's it or not. Yes, that oh, that, that very just occurred plausible. to me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that could be it. Yeah, I guess we'll see. Yeah, I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, yeah, I mean, like Elaine's all right. She's not. She's gotten better a little bit, but you know, if, it's got to be one of them, right? Rather her than men. <laughs> Sorry, Elaine. Wait. Okay. Wait. Wait. So men. So okay. I'm Elaine. Trying to, I'm trying to think of big. Huh? big turning points in the books like big turning points were Rand revealing the history of the Aiel to the Aiel right which destroyed their society and right. threw the world into turmoil like that had major consequences or you know Rand fighting the Dark One or fighting that guy like about Falm about Falm that was know, Balsamon, which was like right? written in the sky and it was it was Balsamon but it was also that no it was the Swordmaster guy then it was Balsamon right yeah. right right Turok the it, dinosaur hunter Turok the dinosaur hunter right and Anyway, like that, that had consequence. And then like the rumors went out that the dragon was back or the drawings and stuff. And that sort of changed everything. Well, I think all that happened after, like the next book, essentially. So I guess we'll see what the, because, well. And they, yeah, they called the Heroes of Legend, right? They blew the Horn of Valir to call the Heroes of Legend to fight the Shan Shan. All of that happened as part of that climax. But in this, it just didn't feel like it, it delivered, it served it. But, you know. I'm not trying to diss it too much. I just I thought the book was very very readable. Yeah, it wasn't a battle, so maybe that was part of it. Yeah, that's right. It should have been a battle. I want battles. I know you do. Well, you, well, okay, but he did kill one of the forsaken. Well, someone killed one of the forsaken at the end, and that's really but, how you know. <laughs> that's how you know it's the end of the time. 
<laughs> Check off another Forsaken. Yeah. Well, the Dark is... One's gonna be so mad when he finds out what I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that 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 little bit with Elza was pretty was uh, was kind of funny where she's like, "Well, you know, the Dark One would probably prefer I didn't kill any Chosen, but yeah, this guy's just like that guy from the that guy, awesome asshole, guy. He's just an yeah, asshole." Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You know where I really thought this was going is it? it's all about how Rand has to suffer, right? Mm -hmm. Because he's like this self-sacrificing messiah figure. Right. I thought he was going to have to like... Take the taint into take, himself take, the, take it all into himself and go completely batshit insane. Or he was going to have to like burn himself out and lose the ability to channel. Um, well, we, I, or something like that. It is possible. He's, he hasn't woken up yet. We don't know what, if there are consequences of what he did. Like... We, uh, Cad Swain says that they're alive, they're just unconscious, and that it's going to take them some time to recover, but we literally don't know anything else about their either their condition, right? True. So it's possible there's consequences. It's possible, yeah. Uh, I want to find right out now. that the two of them accidentally switched bodies. Oh, right. <laughs> oh man. Oh, yeah. man. That'd be hilarious. Yeah. So wait, what does Land do? Which one does Land go for? Does it? Yes. <laughs> Land loves yeah. everybody. I think this That's is, right. <laughs> this is the perfect outcome for Land. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, I, I will admit that I was expecting this taint to do something, right? Like this, this giant mass of evil or whatever uh, to do something instead of just disappear. Mm -hmm. um, so you know, my, in my mind, it was like, oh, there's going to be this like place in the world that's like this, this concentrated evil, and things are going to happen as, as a result of that. But I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Yeah. Maybe it's just gone. Where do they go? Where do they go? Yeah, is there like a the like rules about like conservation of evil yeah. in that world? I, I assume that some some other random place in the world, a giant two mile ball of evil just. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's somebody else's problem. Maybe it, it was on the like island of Tremolking. Mm. Yeah. Sounds like somebody else's problem. No, no, we know that on the Isle of Tremolking, what's her that that person because at the very very end of the book, right? Yeah, it's like yeah. in across Tremolking spread that. Yeah, the, the the time of illusions. illusions. Was ended. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, because a giant ball of <laughs> evil just teleported in. That's, <laughs> yeah. what, that's what we've been waiting for. <laughs> so, that's it for this episode. Next time, we're going to take a break, like we usually do, uh, and do a, a season of our other podcast, Muggles with Attitude. Uh, let's see. We're, then We're going to be reading the final book, right? Yeah. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to be reading... Let's see, what is it? We'll be reading Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. Look at you remembering stuff. <laughs> Harry Potter and book seven. Yes. <laughs> the, the seventhest of the books. Yeah, yeah. So we'll go and do that, and then we'll be back on book ten, Crossroads of Twilight. Yeah. I am Jeff Lake. That's Jeff underscore Lake on Twitter. I'm Alice Sullivan. That's at Alice M. Sullivan on Twitter and Blue Bonnet Cafe on Instagram. I'm Mike Spartman. I don't have any of those. Still. <laughs> <laughs> if you have any comments, questions, or feedback, please drop us a line at hello at thedragonreread.com. We love hearing from you. And we might uh, answer you on air if you ask us a question. Uh, please share us with anybody you think will like us. Please give us good reviews wherever you got this. Please check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash armadillo podcasting club. Please like us in real life. We're just so likable. Until next time, the, the light illumine you. Light illumine you.